and welcome to our first Children Inspired by Yoga podcast, Chatty Bumpkin. This podcast is going to be an insight into child development. We're going to be speaking to Children Inspired by Yoga teachers, franchisees, um, and, and lots of different people that we work with. And we're super excited to be doing this with you guys. My name is Hannah. I am the business development manager here. Uh, we're super excited to be here today. And we're going to start by getting to know our founder and CEO, Sam Petter, who's also here with me. Hello, Sam. Hi, Hannah. Hi, everyone. I'd love for you to kick off by sort of introducing yourself, what's your background and how you came to do what you do. Oh, yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, so basically, I'm a designer by trade. Uh and I guess the thing is, I'm just all about the creativity and the creation, and that's what I love. So um, I'm also a yoga teacher, as it happens, and it's really a culmination of those two passions that have led me to Tatty Bumpkin. I started it in about 2004 after a, a tricky journey to get pregnant. And so during that time, I trained to be a yoga teacher, and I found it just offered so many benefits and kind of a real sort of deep stillness that helped me get through it and when I had my son I just found that there really wasn't anything out there that reflected that holistic approach um, to self-care and just like how much benefit I'd got through yoga and at that time there really wasn't that kind of thing out there for mothers and children so that's why I started Tatty Bumpkin and for me the kind of playfulness and the um, you know the child-led approach is really important and what I love about um, my business is that I get to do a little bit of everything so I do the design write the stories do the training you know see the franchisees grow and develop uh, support the teachers um, do things like this we've traveled the world as well to, to, to teaching and training so it's really multifaceted and creative and best of all I guess I get to um, structure my own day because I'm Above all else, I guess I love working for myself and I've only ever really had one job and that was uh, as an art director and I was sent out to Australia to set up an office there. And so again, I was kind of working on my own, sort of doing my own thing. And that's what I really love. That's what drives and motivates me. So that's a little bit about how I came to set up Tatty Bumpkin. And that was all of nearly 20 years ago now. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, yes, yeah, so you guys will get to know Sam quite well over over the next several podcasts. Um, and she really is such an interesting person. She has when she's multifaceted, I feel like you have more strings to your bow than anyone else I know. Like if if there's something to be done, and I think you probably learned it through doing this business, Sam can do it from from uh, from tech and IT to design to creation to 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 getting on your knees and doing kids yoga to singing and dancing to setting up events literally it's quite impressive actually um okay so what is children inspired by yoga well before I answer that question going back to your original point I'd like to credit my dad with the fact that I can um pretty much do everything because he always said um that you know you, you especially I guess being female he is like you have to be able to man a power tool change a car tire you know you have to assume that you're going to own it and take control of it and I think that's really true and that's sort of what we um, inspire the kids to do as well a little bit is to take responsibility and to um, yeah to own it so in answer to your next question what is children inspired by yoga um, we're inspired by the holistic approach of yoga and so that means looking at the whole child 
that's the first thing. And we love yoga because it's non-competitive. Everyone can succeed and achieve at their own pace. Um, and as well, it's creative and multi-sensory. So um, we say it's a multi-sensory class inspired by yoga, incorporating movement, music, and storytelling. And that sounds like a bit of a handful, a bit of a mouthful to say, actually. So um, it's basically creative, playful fun, but with a very structured developmental underpinning. And that's really important. So everything we do is linked to the early years um, foundations framework or the um, uh, early year, the key stage one and two curriculums because um, it has to be meaningful activity and uh, stories very much are. I guess what we have that's fairly unique is um, we're firstly centered on the child, so it's child led, and we want children to have be motivated and inspired to take part and then their life skills um, will follow. And then we also want the parents who hold the credit cards to be engaged and to subscribe to our programs. And that's often quite tricky because a lot of parents don't do yoga themselves and they definitely can't imagine how a three-year-old's gonna do yoga. And then we've also got the educators. So we've got the, you know, the teachers and the schools and the nurseries, and we engage them by linking everything through the curriculums. So we um, aim to really meet everyone's needs, but primarily we're looking at a fun, creative, child-led, playful class that gifts life skills and um, the four pillars of development, which are self-regulation, um, postural control, sensory integration, and coordination skills. And those are also woven in to the fun and creative stories. God, that took a long time to say, didn't it? No, it was good. <laughs> and actually, I think any parents out there listening are going to be really interested, I think, to to hear more about what we do, what makes us really unique. If somebody ever asks me, what makes you unique? What makes you different to other yoga programs for kids? Is that we aren't adult yoga for kids. We mm. are designed for children with that. And it's that underpinning of that developmental aspect and, and the curriculum links that really make us like extra special and <laughs> no that's right I think I think it's always difficult when you're selling a child a child's product whatever it is because you have got those different levels of customers and it's really important to acknowledge each of them and to make your offering as appropriate um, and sort of knowledgeable and palatable as you can for each of those groups and so with that in mind we have the classes for the kids which are fun and creative playful um and, and gift a life skill. And then we have curriculum links for each session, which are aimed at the educators. And then we have documents for parents, which demonstrate what the child did in their class every day. So each week, um, all three you know, groups are um, given information that's appropriate to their interest level, really. Yeah, and that again, I mean, that goes on to the documents that come with all of our classes yeah. and stuff are just incredible. Um, and it's just such a well thought out program. I mean because of the 20 years experience it's I just don't think there's anything else it's unparalleled I mean I, I tend to agree that even in the 20 years I've been doing it I still feel as passionate about it as I did when I first started and nothing I've seen has changed my mind about how successful you know it is in terms of benefiting the children I think it is tricky because sometimes when you're working with kids less is more so for example um our classes are very nuanced we use um, a kind of, we're almost like a conductor. So we're 
you're letting them go, be energetic, then we're bringing them down. We're using two internal sensors, which are um, the vestibular and the proprioceptive sense, which we'll talk more about later. Um, but one of them energizes and one of them calms. And by using them in an appropriate way, you maintain this just right level of alertness, which is perfect for taking on information and learning. So a lot of kids' activities, uh, I think we think that more is more as adults. And we definitely really don't trust um, children to be still or to relax because sometimes we can't even imagine ourselves doing that. So mm. sometimes it's a leap for parents to think my three-year-old's gonna do yoga. And so I feel like that's one of our biggest challenges is um, getting the, the adults to trust in, um, in the children. And I see that time and time again. And often the children, even 18 months, two years, they will be the ones who are first to lie down into relaxation. And the adults are often staggered because, you know, it's either something they find difficult themselves or they've never witnessed before. So it's a very nuanced program and it's um, it's not maybe what people might expect in a world mm -hmm. of loud music, bright lights, lots of action. That isn't really our thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it is kind of like, yeah, definitely like a less is more and helping people to understand the power of it really. Yeah, and children anyway are like, they are the, they epitomize being present, don't they? They, I think with adults, even when I, if I do yoga or I was meditating this morning and no matter how much I do it, if I have, if I'm particularly stressed, my mind is just racing because we're thinking of the future. We're thinking of the past, but actually kids don't massively have that. They're quite present. So I can imagine that when you then guide them into that, it really um, works pretty well. And and when I've taught the classes, yeah. I'm blown away by, I've, I've taught for many years doing different things. And I used to teach dance and I used to teach um like go to kids parties and all kinds of things and it's very like you say more is more um and when I first did some some Tati Bumpkin classes I was kind of blown away teaching sort of 18 months to three um how engaged they were and particularly at the end when we do the relaxation um and when I've spoke when I've spoken to sort of nursery teachers or things like that they always say oh my gosh that was just amazing at, at some point one of all of those kids were engaged and even the ones that maybe aren't usually engaged and they're off doing something they they at some point throughout that class are and the more you do it the more they're engaged and it's really quite amazing and like um I was chatting to someone the other day and she'd sort of said I just uh my nursery sent me a video of my three-year-old doing this class and I just I said to them what wizardry is this because it's just so magical and it really is so cleverly created um, mm. where they're so engaged um they don't know that they're doing yoga they're just having a great time with their friend Tati bumpkin on an adventure into the forest or down to the seaside on a story with music and rolling around on the floor having the best time so what I love you said um about with children you want to be doing less but then our program is is really um meaty and what I love is that the program is meaty but it's that's almost if you, I always think of it like a production that's like the outside of it but once you're on the stage or in that classroom or in the production it's clear it's concise it's just fun music music movement storytelling and adventure with that holistic approach kids have no idea there's all of that but what's great is then the, for the parents and the teachers and the schools and the nurseries there's all of that to go with it and I think mm -hmm. when you see that then you're like oh they're not just rolling around being a worm wow that's so great that when they do cat and they wave their paw it's a pre-writing skill because it strengthens the shoulder or crosses the midline or you know whatever it might be that's just so clever I mean 
yeah, I, I, I remember when I first learned about it, I was just blown away by how much there is to being a worm, how much can be benefited. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's definitely true. And I mean, one of the sort of side effects really of doing the classes, because as you say, you teach and, and I teach as well, and um, is that being able to reconnect with your own inner child as an adult. And mm -hmm. so dropping your guard, and as a parent, if you've ever done this with your children, and it's much harder for women or, or mothers because they're always thinking about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. But if you actually try and come into the moment and play with the child, then, you know, they're so good at it. They're so present and they're innately mindful. And we've lost that ability really through, mm -hmm. um, through external pressures. So reconnecting with our children and doing activities with them, either as a teacher or a parent, however it is, um, you f access your inner child and you find a kind of inner stillness and you benefit from the uh, yoga inspired concept as well so that's a really nice byproduct and the teachers and the franchisees they, they get really fit from doing the, mm -hmm. the sessions as well because it's quite physical yeah. I mean the other thing about yoga that we love in our sessions is that it's, it moves the body in every different direction so yoga is perfectly suited um, for a class that's working on physical development, whereas a lot of other physical activities, they're maybe not as comprehensive in the range of movement. Mm -hmm. So it's another reason why the yoga-inspired moves, and I said we say yoga-inspired because obviously it's not necessarily yoga as you would imagine it as an adult. We incorporate breath and movement and relaxation, but it's much more playful than mm -hmm. holding a pose, say, as for a three-year-old. We're just making the approximate shapes. Um, so you're just planting that seed really. And they, they notice how they feel good afterwards. And they want to know, they're like, what can I do if I can't sleep? What's a good thing to do, mm -hmm. um, you know, when my legs ache? And they really get it. So it's like a bit like self-care from a yeah. very early age. So owning it, owning, taking responsibility for their own body. Yeah. And like you said, I love that exactly that planting the seed and and even down to one of the things that the classes do is is help children to self-regulate and really ask ask themselves, how do I feel today? Am I tired? Am I energized? Rather than having that adult saying, You're tired, yeah. you need to sit down, you're you're you you need to have more energy, you need to do work, you need to sit here, sit at this desk, write this out, you know, and having that person at the front, but the way that our classes um are created oh let me grab hang on here's like a blue peter presenter here's one i made earlier so for anyone that's listening and can't see i'm holding up tatty bumpkin who is um the doll that leads our classes up to seven years and tatty really is just like a manifestation of the, the children and i love that so if at the beginning of the class sam always teaches that if um if, for instance, you can tell that there's a few anxious children or there's a bit few shy or or you can just sort of, you know, use your emotional awareness and you can tell that you can sort of say you can hold Tatty up and she'll have a little whisper in your ear and you, you can say, you know, Tatty, Tatty Bumpkin feels a little bit nervous today. So she's just going to have a lie down on her mat for a moment. If anyone else is feeling nervous um, and you don't want to join in, that's absolutely fine. You could just have a little sit down on your mat or if Tatty Bumpkin's full of energy and you might be too or you might be feeling really tired. Who, how are you feeling and I love it when you do that and you really teach children that self-regulation so they can kind of tap in and go you know what I can't sleep what did Tatty Bumpkin do when she couldn't sleep or what did we do and it's so clever I mean as I say I'm just I'm always blown away I've been here two years and I just 
I'm so impressed with the program. Um, okay, so moving on, uh, what do you love most about what you do? Oh, well, I think it's uh, what I said earlier about just the diversity in the day, owning my own time. Um, this is a really fun business. Like, I mean, what we do is fun. We, we deal in fun. And so, you know, it's trying to maintain that thought through everything we do. So not to take things too seriously, you know, just going with the flow of a yogic philosophy is the only constant is change. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things don't work out, change direction, being able to be really fluid. So an example of that was in COVID where, you know, it, our business dropped to zero because there were no children available because um, what three-year-old wants to look at the computer screen? And mm-hmm. so we had to be really flexible. We had to change direction, um, thinking of new creative ways to, you know, do what we do. And we came out of that um that period with a Lloyds Bank Small Business of the Year Award for our kind of flexibility. And one of the things that was nice about that was that the franchisees, um, although initially, and Hannah, you'll you'll know this, I don't really like the word franchising because it's at odds with yoga and holistic and creative and just the opposite of all the things I love. But the model of scale that franchising offers is such a collaborative um, model. So because we're all working in separate geographic locations, but doing the same thing means that there's a lot of sharing of best practice, really supporting each other. And that is fairly unique in the kind of business world where companies are often in competition, where, you know, there isn't that much collaboration in it. Having come from this world now um, for 15 years, it amazes me how little knowledge is shared and disseminated and learned from across other sectors. So during the during the pandemic, um, all of us really pulled together and we created a new program. We created, you know, online trainings and, you know, we just used that time really um, kind of well to be prepared for the next stage after the pandemic finished when we knew our program would be even more needed so it's really nice working in a collaborative way with the network with our franchisees our teachers it's really fun like you know like I said we deal with fun and I've learned a lot from working with children in terms of dropping the ego dropping the adult self so you know trying to see things more from that perspective and um, trying to be more mindful in my approach to business and dealing with people. So if that doesn't sound too corny, it is a very joyful place to be working in that sector of the sort of naught to 11 year olds. And we've got so much to learn from them. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And um, when you talk about franchising as well, and you were saying, you know, people don't want to share their ideas and that that is what I think when you're looking at the positives that is just what makes it so special and makes it so different as well as that of course nobody anyone else that has a competitive business doesn't want to share their ideas you're in competition but what's brilliant about franchising is it's really inclusive and it isn't it takes away that elbows out approach and it's kind of one wins everybody wins and makes it really really special um so although it has a uh, can have a bit of a stigma to it actually I think for us it's a really brilliant approach and it works really really well I know I think it works really well for women who are time poor mm-hmm. um, but have a huge amount of knowledge to share uh, and maybe I... don't have business experience as well like yeah. that's 
that's so can be so daunting if you've never worked in business or you just don't know how to do it the simplest of things from HMRC or whatever it might be um to setting up a business doing your profit and loss doing how marketing sales is there can be so much to it but it can be really daunting but this way when you for a franchising then it doesn't have to be because that's all there for you and it's all you, you're taught all of the yeah. tricky stuff so you can do what you love and the tricky stuff is, is shown to you yeah and I think that um for me and my life I, like Hannah said I like doing a lot of different things not only within my work but personally and um so I I don't really like taking anything too seriously and so this is the perfect environment for me and you know at the end of the day we're all doing the best we can do it you know I've got two kids obviously the first one is now 21 because he was a baby when I started and we adopted a daughter as well so uh, I've been present for them um, which was really important to me as well but I didn't solely want to do that either I still wanted to have a business and a life outside being a mum but I do a lot of competitive swimming so I love doing that I do walking I mean I just think life is so multifaceted and we can we can have it like that if we set it up Mm -hmm. right um and not really taking anything quite too seriously I don't know if that sounds bad from a business perspective but I do take my I do take my business seriously obviously I mean we've been going 20 years so that's testament to that but you you'll know from my office hours and from the things I do you know I'm very flexible and that's what I really appreciate about this career I think yeah definitely you take the business seriously but you don't take yourself too seriously and mm. and actually that's what makes the franchising like our franchising really special as well I love what you said there with it enables particularly women we've it's not that we don't want them but particularly women to yeah. as close as possible have it all um if that is like a, if that's a term that you know we don't use that much anymore but able to have a career that you love doing something that is purpose-led and um and can be a really great income for you and your family but then also be present and not miss those sports days and not miss those um drop morning drop-offs and things like that and it gives you like funnily enough even though Sam is the owner of the the company I think some being a franchisee with us gives you as close an opportunity as possible to have that kind of lifestyle where you have that control over your hours and your business and and what you do and 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 being with your family and kind of doing both but also doing both but without being them completely burnt out as well I think that's what's really special yeah I mean the the phrase having it all is is really you know not great is it because it implies that if you don't have it all you have something less than it all Mm -hmm. and that really isn't the case I think the reason why we sort of went on to franchising we drifted a bit was really because I suppose what I'm talking about here is as well the opportunities to earn passive income which is to make money whilst you're not working I guess mm-hmm. that is <laughs> that is a huge driver for me um because when I, I've always been self-employed since I since I've been 17 you know uh well since I left college really my 20s uh self-employed designer and I I uh, and uh that's that's a given because I come from a family of entrepreneurs who never never have jobs but I soon realized that wasn't really any good either because um when I wasn't working I wasn't earning any money so I had to Mm -hmm. look at other models so I did look at it in a kind of very strategic way I guess um and but that was all within the framework of being creative because that's my my motivation for everything really is it's just creation of things whatever whether it's I don't know painting or you know um, making something or like I wrote the songs for Tatty Bumpkin and I absolutely love doing that working with the, the singer and the production team and you know so whatever it is 
um, yeah, so I think I think that's what what I like most about my job in in answer to your question that ultimately um, I get the opportunity to create and devise whatever I want um, within the kind of flexibility of my lifestyle. So, I mean, the monetary side of things is really secondary to me. I have to say that I could, and most of our team could probably be earning way more money doing a, a nine to five job. I'm pretty sure I could definitely be, you know, more monetary rewarded. But that just never crosses my mind. It's quite interesting. I didn't really think about it until just then because a lot of people, money is the driver. And obviously you need a certain level to have freedom and fun. So that is for sure. But beyond that, it's interesting how that hasn't really been my driver. Mm. I think that's a driver. I think that's a driver for you. I definitely used to think that uh, money was a big driver for me. And I think it's it's been a driver to an extent. But I've I've realized recently, actually just this year, that it's not enough for me. I think meaning, purpose, and joy is far more important to me um, than than money or material things. And it's not, and so it's, it's interesting because money obviously creates freedom and opportunities yeah. to, to then live a better life. And and you and I talk about this because it's so like contradictory because we, you know, we love like, you know, if it's sunny, we the freedom to go paddleboarding or go kayaking or do whatever you want to do on the in the in the time that you have and when, when you want to do it. And money buys freedom to do that, obviously, especially when you create what you're talking about, which is recurring or passive income. Um so I don't I don't know is the answer. It's it's something I'm diarising about a lot at the moment to try and work out what it is that really drives me because it used to mm. be. I'm yeah. a big rec- recognition is something that drives me actually. Um a status like recognized. Yeah, yeah I don't know if it's really... status, but I think it's recognition. No, it, it is status. Uh, I read a, a, such a good podcast of how actually that is that is everyone's driver underneath all the layers if you strip it back. So recognition, it's not like saying, you know, it's just like um, if you feel undermined, you know, and you you have that kind of childlike response or you feel like mm, someone's not respecting you, it's it's because they're not recognizing your status. And when you walk into a room and some, you know, at a party, people ask you what you do. You know, it's that, isn't it? Like mm. I want to be able to say something that puts me in a certain position. Mm-hmm. And, and actually significance isn't it it's like you feel significant I mean yeah that's quite a big one for me is significance and uh actually I think a lot of our franchisees often say that they love that about doing something like this because when you say that's what you do because it's so unique people are like and same for you with what you do I think and I used to be a dancer for years and my identity was so gripped to that because yeah people like wow that's so interesting mm-hmm. like tell me what you do that's so interesting and I think the same with this it's so unique that it does make I think it's a very cool kind of thing for people to be like it's just so different from the norm it's not like oh I'm a computer programmer or I do analytics or I do SEO it's like I teach I run this and you know I think people are really in, intrigued I by think- that running your own business is something that's really um it is I think it's a bit of a mystery to people who don't do it I'm not sure Mm -hmm. they know what to think but on the whole I feel like people are very respectful of someone who runs their own business because you know I mean definitely for Tatty Bumpkin I think the thing I'm proudest of is probably the fact that my seed of an idea has generates x amount for the economy nationally every year Mm -hmm. 
and and X amount for the friend income for the franchisees. And you know, it's, you're not selling a T-shirt; you're selling a lifestyle. That's a big thing, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm immensely sort of um, humbled by the fact that people want to change their life to do something like this. And mm-hmm. I'm and I feel very proud that that I was given the idea and sort of you know had um had the power to disseminate it in a way to really uh I wouldn't say like a mother Teresa or anything like that you know don't get me wrong but you know I just feel proud that I created something from a seed of an idea from nothing you know yeah um, and I think that's true for anyone who runs a business is that is underlying it all is like oh I did that you know I I came up with this and same for all our franchisees you know they create wealth happiness success whatever and skills from running their own business and that feels different to having a job, probably. Not that I'd know, because things I've never had. <laughs> and that, by the way, is just because I don't like being told what to do. And Hannah will agree with that. But, uh... <laughs> well, I would never tell you what to do. Um, no. Oh, so... <laughs> That'd be a mistake. Oh, no, would never. Um, Sam, it's been so good chatting to you today. Thank you so much for your time. That was a nice insight into uh, Children's Farm by Yoga and Tati Bumpkin. Uh, we'll be back here again very, very soon. So watch this space. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Hannah. Take care.